Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. As usual, we'll take a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites on a Friday with Aidan Donnelly from Davies. Good morning, Aidan. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Not too bad. End of the week, Aidan. Let's start with the Financial Times and next week's key EU energy summit in Brussels. Yeah, this basically this is a... a, a a paper has come out now and, and what Brussels are trying to uh, recommend member states is to funnel a share of the inflated profits generated by power companies and, and basically take that and, and funnel it straight through to consumers as part of a plan to, to cushion soaring um, wholesale electricity prices in Europe. And basically what they would do is it, it it's it's really a windfall tax, Joe, by, by a different name, because what they're planning to do is that any non-gas electricity producers will basically be allowed to, to book a certain amount of uh, profit and then everything over and above that is going to be taken off them and redeployed to to uh, consumers in order to ha- help them do this. Now, uh, it, it'll be very interesting to see if they, they get it. Um, and, you know, what they're basically saying is, well, this is going to increase the, the speed with which we remove, move to renewable power and things like that. But again, the, the, there's a real risk here that you, you, you've had a... You've had a, a, a wholesale market in Europe that's been operating for many, many years and operating reasonably well. And then it hits this kind of a speed bump. And now there's a, 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 a knee jerk reaction to try to make loads of different changes to the system just to get over this one point. And, and the risk is that you, you create, I think, longer term problems here uh, just to try to shore up the, the short term issue. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether these proposals uh, need a unanimity at the European Council level or whether some sort of qualified majority voting will prevail. In other words, can you force member states, all 27 of them, to uh, impose windfall taxes on their energy companies? Some, some for ideological reasons, may say, no, we're not going to do that. And and also you, you've got a situation where Spain and Portugal have reason, recently just put in a kind of a price cap but what they've done is they've actually capped the uh, price of natural gas to be used for power production. Uh, so they and and basically they will pay the the gas whatever the the cost above that is they pay. Uh, so they capped it out at, at a little under uh, forty nine euro a megawatt hour, um, and basically then any anything over and above that they 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 pick up the, the, the cost. So it means that your electricity um, generation isn't impacted significantly or, or spiked due to the changes in, in natural gas. Now, uh, they probably won't want to see any other sort of a system coming in place when they've literally just put this one in place. So it'll be interesting to see, as you say, whether there's a, a, a unanimous vote towards this. Um, I see Bar- Barry O'Halloran in the Irish Times has a piece about extra charges here in Ireland for big energy users. Yeah, and again, this is, I, I suppose, with everything that's going on, um, there, there, there seems to be an awful lot of um, the stick and not an awful lot of the carrot. And I think Barry O'Halloran is, is pointing on this because what they've said is the American Chamber have come in and, and basically said, look, you know, the, the Commission of, of the Regulation of Utilities wants to start charging large peak users uh, significantly extra amounts in, in tunes of 70 to, to 100 million in terms of extra charges for because of the fact that they're high usage and that they use during, during peak hours. 
Um, and what the American Chamber of Commerce is saying is, look, that has the potential to damage uh, Ireland's reputation as a location of choice for, for inward investment. And obviously, when we look at these big users, they are all big international uh, and, and mostly U.S. companies that are coming in. Uh, and it's not just, you know, people appointed data centers and things like that, but it's also you know, a huge amount in the pharmaceutical industry, in in, in um, other areas of technology, in biotechnology and all of that type of thing. So, you know, there, it goes right across. And what they're basically saying is that, you know, these organizations don't have an ability to literally uh, just turn off their machines during, during, during peak demand. They have to run 24-hour 24, 24 cycles and things like that. And as a result, they feel as if they're getting marginalized or penalized uh, for for their business and and does this have a longer term um, implication for uh, companies willingness to invest in uh, uh, in 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 Ireland and and I, I suppose it's it's a reasonable thing so you know the big question I suppose from my perspective is do we need to see a little bit more carrot and actually try to to convince these uh, people to to better manage uh, and convince us all to better manage our energy uses rather than just slapping on high charges um, every single time something like this happens and Ireland's dependence on these giant American companies Companies was uh, was in focus of the Department of Finance. Yes, the Irish Independent have a, have a discussion about the future of Irish tax receipts and our over dependence on a small, small number of companies. Yeah, this this again, it's interesting to see the two pieces side by side because the Department of Finance come out and said basically our reliance on highly paid workers at multinationals uh, put the future tax receipts at risk because there's been a massive surge in income tax over the last year. Um, really due to the um, uh, uh, particularly the, the sectors such as um, IT and pharmaceuticals that have, have were proven kind of pandemic proof. Um, so when everybody was still working through all of those, the, the tax receipts were very strong. And we've also seen, you know, reasonably good um, uh, uh, wage increases coming through as well, rather than necessarily more people coming to, to, to work in, in, in this sector. And I think if you start putting in, in question the future of, of of some of these plans, you know, it, it has a, a very serious knock-on impact to, to public finances. Indeed, and I was speaking uh, off the record to some senior officials within the Department of Finance. And uh, yeah, they are highly concerned that you can, that these companies are incredibly mobile, whereas the pharma guys are physically making stuff and they've got factories that can't move it quite as easy. The um, IP or the intellectual property people, they can do it at almost at a touch of a button. So Ireland, Ireland is vulnerable to that sudden change, like a, like a bunch of swallows changing direction in the sky. Uh-huh. And it comes at a time where, you know, we've seen even this week a few very high profile, globally, a few very high profile uh, layoffs in the IT industry. Snapchat yesterday. Snap, yeah, Snapchat. And, and we've seen several more um, that, and, and more are probably going to be announced in, in the coming weeks. So, you know, it, it, you're, you're coming into an environment that isn't particularly good as a general rule. And then you have this a- added risk on top. Um, going back briefly to uh, oil and gas, in the Wall Street Journal, there's an article saying the G7 are going to discuss this, the group of seven most uh, wealthiest Western in, uh, economies. They're going to discuss a price cap on Russian oil and gas. Now, I know you're talking about carrots and stick. This is linked to insurance. Yeah, this again, this is basically because the background to this is obviously the G7 want to um 
minimize the amount of revenue going into Russia that's been used to fund the war in Ukraine. The way the biggest uh, asset, if you will, that uh, Russia has is its oil. So the idea is that if you limit the oil or the price of the oil, you limit the revenue and therefore limit the financing. And and the, the way they're doing this is because the UK is the largest insurer um, when it comes to, to particularly to, to sea-going freight. and, and, and Lloyds and of London. Like, Lloyds of London, exactly. Um, because they, they basically have the ability to, to force a lot of these oil traders and, 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 and uh, the like and, and, and oil uh, wholesalers to, to basically uh, toe the line here. Now, the problem that ultimately lies here is that since the Ukrainian uh, war started, what we've actually seen is both India and China ramp up the amount of oil they're taken from Russia. So, you know, the G7 can decide to put price caps on it, but but quite honestly, India and, and, and China can choose to ignore that and just continue on and, and, and doing what they have been doing. So I'm not so sure how this works if you don't have both China and India inside the, the, the wagons, and I'm not quite sure why India and China would go inside the wagon. So it'll be very interesting to see if, 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 if anything uh, actually concrete comes from this. It may well be put in place. And I think the final thing to think about is, you know, the, the Russian reaction may well be to, well, fine, um, if you're going to limit our price of oil, we're not going to supply it to you and we'll continue supplying China and India. And then you actually see run the risk of, of uh, sending crude prices higher. Well, actually, crude prices fell 4.5% in a single day yesterday. Yeah, and and look, I I think we're we're seeing a lot of, of of movement, very kind of large volatile movements in 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 both stock markets and commodity markets. The one thing I would say to you is we are in the last week of summer holidays in the U.S. Labor Day is on Monday, and uh, so there's still plenty of people probably out of uh, off trading floors and out of offices. So you always get very, very light uh, so you volume. So th- you think the big boys aren't quite back to school yet? I don't think they are somehow, you know. I, right. I, I think we'll start seeing it coming back next week. Um, and, and, you know, then we'll probably get over the next couple of weeks a much firmer trend on, on where markets uh, for, for all assets go. All right. Very, very briefly, US jobs numbers, what are you kind of hoping for or looking for? Well, it, it's ironic that that you know, normally you'd say just well, we want to have plenty of jobs um, in, in in the economy, but actually we could well be in a situation where uh, good news is bad news because if, if the jobs numbers remain very strong, it just means that the Federal Reserve are more likely to to hold the course in terms of interest rates. If you get a very bad number, the market will think, oh, that's great, we might be coming to the end of of, of interest rates might be coming sooner because they're having a bigger impact on 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 um, the economy. So. I, I think it's 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 a what we what we'd ideally like is a, a not too hot Goldilocks not too hot enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not too hot and not too cold. All right, Aiden, thank you so much for all your time this morning. That's Aiden Donnelly from Davies Stockbrokers. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.